Welcome to That's News to Me, a Twisted Dream comedy production. Girl, what are you ranting about? I'm talking about the podcast News to Me. Have you never heard of it? Look, listen to the catchy jingle. Press play. Erica B and Mookie G and everything they say. Man, it's news to me. You got Mookie G and Erica B and everything Welcome to That's News to Me. I'm Mookie G. And I'm Erica. We scour the internet to find funny, weird, absurd news stories to blur the bad, depressing, boring stuff and hopefully bring a smile to your face. We're so glad you've joined us for another episode. If you wouldn't mind, help us continue to do what we love. You can support the show in three ways, none of which require your money. All we ask is that you subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. Share us with your friends so we can continue to grow and leave us a five-star review so that we know you like what you hear. Shall we get started? Okay, Erica, my story for today comes to us via the weird place called the internet. Ooh, that place is really messed up. It is messed up. So there was a question going around asking, have you ever Googled how a chainsaw and why a chainsaw was made? So I fell down a rabbit hole. I was like, all right, I'm going to take the bait. So I Googled chainsaw invention and why. And it shocked me quite seriously. Oh, now I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Once I start reading this, you're going to find out that you should be scared and Uh happy that you're not in this time period anymore. The first chainsaw really was invented to be used in childbirth. (gasps) Say what? Yes, the first chainsaw was invented for childbirth. So thankfully, it (laughs) was a far cry from the electric, powerful chainsaw that we see nowadays. The prototype was developed by two Scottish doctors. I'm Uh, guessing male doctors? Yes, John and James. They would have no reason to have a chainsaw come near their body while they're trying to push a little baby out. (laughs) And it's like, I got this. Yes, and this was developed in the 18th century. So... <laughs> oh, that makes my whole body hurt. It's just like one big cringe right now. Ugh. Uh, yeah. So they used the chainsaw when women were having a problem birthing a child. Let's say if the child was breached and they needed to wipe the woman in half. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. It's just pretty much. I don't matter if I don't need to read anymore. We could just talk about this. So they oh, used so this nice. chainsaw to widen the birth, the birthing canal so that they could get the babies out easier. Oh my and god. It was, it was believed that the woman couldn't really couldn't feel this, so they thought it was okay. So they would take the chainsaw, crank it. It was there's a hand crank on the chainsaw. It was it's used if you ever seen the old beater where they you know you had the like handle, an egg beater? Like yeah. an egg beater, yes. So they would crank it like that and it would cut and the teeth of this chainsaw they look like the teeth of chainsaws now. So <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm so sorry. Ladies. I, I can't even make a sound. I can't, my, I can't even, I can't, I just can't. You know, sometimes I think humans are so smart and then other times I hear things like, I hear stories like this and I just, I'm sad I'm a female. I'm really glad I'm not a female from the 18th, 17th centuries, hundreds, whatever. I just can't imagine some of the the medical interventions that had to happen before what we call quote unquote modern medicine. And it just makes me so happy that I'm not living in that time anymore. 
I agree. And I, I, I was like, man, I, I, two women, y'all have it rough. Y'all have had it rough from the beginning. Just goes to show that men developing things for women is not a good idea. You know, it's funny you say that. Just before we started recording, my daughter Bella says, Mom, did you know that bras were originally underwear? And I said, no, I did not know that. And she said, yeah, it was men's underwear that they cut the butts out of. And that was what they sewed together to make a bra. And I was like, oh, so we got like dirty (laughs) butt underwear to like rest our our tired boobies in. <laughs> that takes now you're telling me that they've got the chainsaw was invented to to help birth a baby because you know why not just use a scalpel? <laughs> right. I was. Did they have scalpels then? I'm like, what? You couldn't think of anything else, right? Pull out a pocket knife. I know you got one of those arrowheads. Anything's better than a chainsaw. A chainsaw. Get a your scissors chain. out. Oh my gosh! And and. Folks, we'll have pictures on our uh, Ooh, social will media. We? Oh, not the, the actual chainsaw. Not <laughs> <laughs> Erica, you're taking it to another level. We will not put that. Oh, but I, you speak, know, I'm gonna always take it to the. In my my mind, it's always a thousand times worse than it is in reality. I just can't. Oh gosh, you you shook me with this one. Yeah, this is this was a tough one for. It was a tough Ooh. read for me, and it's it's pretty. It's pretty bad. Oh, nowadays um, modern technology. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm sure, and I know for a fact, women definitely appreciate. Yes, it. Yes, definitely appreciate it. Childbirth is already hard enough as it is. You know, yeah, I'm carrying a, a child for nine months. You know, sometimes multiple kids for nine months, Ooh. and then you get to the finish line. You're birthing the child, and they break out a chainsaw. That has to be. I'd say I think y'all need to rethink that message. Yeah. That you're sitting me right now because I'm not receiving it. Yeah, I'm, uh, not, I'm not having this baby. This baby going to stay in here for life. Yep. We're just going to keep it. Keep <laughs> them in there. It's fine. You're going to oh. have to move that chainsaw around uh, away from my lady parts. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> yes. You said it was social media where you saw the yes, challenge. It was going around social media saying just Google a chainsaw. Did you know the reason the chainsaw was invented? And I, I didn't I didn't see this coming at all. I Honestly, I, it popped up and I was like, no, no. Because when you first brought it up just a minute ago, my mind went to like Leatherface, like <laughs> slasher films. I thought, oh, it must be some sort of medieval torture device. Erica, it was a medieval torture it device. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate women so much? <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. I, just, uh, I, I, I just, I really, I want to take this time and say, women, I, I love you. I appreciate every one of you. You have gone through so much dealing with this. I'm, I mean, oh gosh, John and, and, and Jeffrey, whatever his name is, the two inventors, what were they doing? Mm-mm. And wasn't the, the Salem witch trials, wasn't that, didn't that happen in the 1700s? I believe so. Or might've been 16. I kind of want to curse their names right now. I mean, I'm not a witch, but I kind of <laughs> want to try out my witch witchiness. You, you should, you should. Oh, it says an awful lot that this invention at some point, somebody looked at it it was probably a dad, you know, like somebody watching the, their children be born. And he thought, I could cut down a tree with that. Yeah. It's like, mm, that's actually a good idea. Let me put a motor on that. That's right. You know, I realized that this is being used to cut a very delicate area of a woman's body. What if we motorize it <laughs> and then we start to cut down large trees with it? 
Yes. Limbs. And I'm I'm pretty sure when a woman saw a chainsaw with the motor, if she so happened around that same time period, she had happened to have the hand crank chainsaw used for her childbirth. She probably looked at that and was like, I'm going to kill somebody right now. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's I, it's probably where Bloody Mary came from. I'm just kidding. Oh, I know it hey. wasn't. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? We don't know the true story. If I'm not mistaken, didn't a man invent the, uh, I know when a woman goes to the OBGYN, they use the uh, forceps. forceps. Didn't a man develop that? And it's, they're using the same prototype from his invention. Like it's the same thing. Medieval. It's totally medieval. I've had cold doctor, like the the stethoscope on your chest is cold. So I can imagine. Yeah, it's jarring. That metal thing could. It, that I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, ladies. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, it's fun to be a woman. <sighs> yeah, a man also invented the mammogram machine. Not sure which man we have to thank for that one, but he deserves a swift punch in the face for sure. <laughs> Erica, 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 I've had the pleasure of of using the mammogram machine on myself. Everyone <laughs> used it, so I know I know the pains of that one definitely. I can. I'll, you can sympathize. I can sympathize. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever see me in comedy, doing stand-up comedy, I'll tell you the story of myself <laughs> and a mammogram machine. <laughs> ladies, whoa. Uh, oh, I don't think I'm going to be the same looking at a chainsaw ever again. I'm going to, yeah. and I'm going to need a little time to come down from that story too. I'm, I'm After we finish <laughs> recording, I think I'm, I'm going to get right with Jesus. It's going to take me a minute. <laughs> But I'm gonna need to get right with Jesus for a for a little yeah. while. Yeah, I'm, per, I'm pretty we, uh, sure that that during that time frame, that time period, it was like, you know what? I'm gonna just have one child. I'm done. I'm cool. Yeah, you know what? Being a spinster now doesn't sound so bad to me. That's yeah. kind of I'm good with people talking and making, you know, making snide remarks about me being a spinster. If that thing doesn't have to come near me, my body ever, 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 I'm I'm good with that. Y'all yeah. call me spinster all you want. I'll be that crazy old lady in the Lizzie Borden looking house living on my own yeah. with an intact body. But here's something I know I'm not, I said I was going to be done, but something just popped into my head. If a baby is breached and a woman's in childbirth, can a doctor adjust the baby without doing anything like before going to the chainsaw? Like if I'm not mistaken, nowadays can't that happen, right? Yeah. As long as it's before the birth, like as long right. as the baby does it, because my son was breached, Roman was breached. But he turned mm-hmm. on his own. Like they told me certain things to do, ways to lay, and he he ended up turning, which was incredibly painful. I thought I was in labor, but that, but yes. But once they're, I think if they start to go down the birth canal and then they flip or they then they go breach, then that's bad. Okay, okay. But I I don't know. I'm not medical enough. I didn't even read. I had before I had kids. I had never seen childbirth. I'd never read about it. I did not know what I was expecting because I was afraid I was going to scare myself away from it and that I would never want to have kids. So I'm not the person to ask. When I was delivering my daughter, the nurse practitioner tried to bring in a mirror for some reason. And I screamed at her. I was like, get that out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see all that. (laughs) I, I, I can understand. I witnessed my daughter being birthed and, um, Woo, I wasn't yeah. the same. Man, just thinking about it now, I'm still not the same. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I would not want to see any of that. People who were like, oh, it's, it's beautiful. The aftermath 
after everything's cleaned up, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. The baby's beautiful most of the time, unless you've got an ugly baby. But those, you know, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, those are few and far between. Most babies, I'm sorry. Most babies, when they first come out, they're ugly. I'm sorry. Wrinkly and. They are wrinkly, but they're cute like a little Sharpay puppy. Like little Sharpay puppies are wrinkly and I think they're cute. They're like little oh, alien looking things. We're gonna have to disagree <laughs> on this. Newborn babies to me, it's like what? In this is what did this alien come from? Give the baby about a week Mars. or two, and it's like, oh, that baby's cute. But when they first, yeah, come, yeah let like, it grow oh. into its skin a little bit. Yes, they're really the their faces that only a mother can love. Right, right at first, you know, that's why mothers love their babies. Yeah, God gave us that little gene. Most of us, where we just love our babies. Yes. Some babies, even after they grow into their wrinkles. <laughs> Ugh. Wow. Look at the child on that schnoz, you know, like that type of thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. But those are rare. Most babies are beautiful. <laughs> say it that way. <laughs> I need to take a drink on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Drink of water, people. A drink of water. A drink of a sip of refreshing water your water looks orange do you have something mixed into it yes i have uh some uh, vitamin b and energy inside of it mm, that's lovely oh, Eric, that was, I'm, I'm done with that story i don't i that don't think was a I'm good story was it really good or? it was because i had no idea i mean you look at lawn and garden tools in home depot or lowe's or whatever ace hardware and you think this was created to solve an a, a horticulture problem or an agricultural problem, I would never look at a chainsaw and think this was invented to solve the problem of a baby being stuck in childbirth. Yeah. yeah. But now I know. Now I, I wonder, I'm going to look around them some more and see what else I can find. What else was used yeah. in, medicine, in the, in the field of medicine that we use now for different things. That's a great idea. I can't wait to hear. Hopefully I don't find anything because I'm pretty sure it's going to be horrible like that one. Like the chainsaw. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if it is, just warn me. Be like, hey, you're going to want to brace yourself for this one. Uh, well, I apologize. Uh, I'm warning you today. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I'm I'm I persevered. I I uh powered through. Um, you know what? It's like it's like happening upon a horror movie that you you didn't know was gonna be a horror movie. Have you ever done that? Yes. You know, the movie 28 days and then there's 28, Uh, there's 28 days and then 28 weeks or something like that. One's got Sandra Bullock in it and it's supposed to be funny and like heartwarming. And then the other one is a zombie apocalypse movie with blood and horror and guts. Yeah. I did not realize I was watching the horror version at first. Two movies that shocked me were uh, the sixth thing. I found portions of that kind of scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I didn't see that coming. And then also uh, Seven Deadly Sins. That's with uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that one That one messed me up. It did. It, it mm-hmm. messed me up. Yeah, those, that was a messed up movie. movies I watched one time and I was like, mm, I've seen them. I'm good. I'm good with that. And sometimes some of the things that happened in that movie with Brad Pitt, sometimes I think about them just doing other things that'll pop into my head. Yeah. And it just makes me so mad that I ever watched that movie. It was good, but. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Well, Erica, what story do you have for us today? Oh, it's a doozy. Uh-oh. 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 So I originally got the idea from the story from a people.com article um, talking about 
Elizabeth Banks directing a movie about a cocaine bear. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, so if you'll remember um, our episode about the cocaine hippos that Pablo Escobar imported from wherever Africa and to Colombia. Well, I started researching. I was like a cocaine bear. That sounds really close to my cocaine hippos. So I got intrigued and I started digging around. So Yes, there was a bear found to be overdosed on cocaine, but that's not where the story starts. So the story starts with a man named Anthony or Tony Thornton. He was from Kentucky, came from really, really wealthy family. Um, They were into horse breeding and, and all of the things that the upper echelon of Kentucky Derby style families. He went to a very prestigious private school. He got into the army. He was a paratrooper. He got out of the army. He became a cop, a narcotics officer. Then he, while he was a cop, he went to law school. He became an attorney. And this was all in like the the late 70s, early 80s. Well, meanwhile, while he was a cop and while he was an attorney, he was moonlighting as a drug runner and a, a gun trafficker. And he was, some places I read said he was the head of this organization. Others said he was just a, just in it and a participant, but it was called, I believe the company. And they, it was this huge drug smuggling ring out of Kentucky. And they were also smuggling drugs and guns through California, Miami, Columbia. I mean, it was, it was huge. And he was caught in California. He was, I believe he was sentenced. He was able to get out of it because he, uh, well, I think it was while he was out on bail, he skipped over to the East Coast and he was running around Miami. He was able to eventually get those charges once he was caught, lowered from like two felony counts down to misdemeanors. So he only had to pay a fine and do like just a little bit of jail time. So then he gets out and he's back to his old habits. He's doing a drug run. He's supposed to drop Coke off while he's flying. So he's flying a Cessna. They're going to drop the drugs in the Blue Ridge Mountains in near Blairsville, Georgia. Then they were going to put the plane on autopilot and he and his associate were going to parachute out of the plane, make their run for it. And off they go. They're in the plane. They have it on autopilot. They dump the drugs off so that they will drop down in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And then as they're parachuting out of the plane, what I read was that he hit his head on the tail of the plane, was unable to deploy his parachute, and he did a free fall, smacked into this guy's driveway in Tennessee, died on impact. Okay, I have questions. I know there's more to the story, but I have questions. I got to keep up with it. Okay. They were ditching the plane. Yes. They they were ditching the plane. They were ditching the plane. The plane crashed into the side of a mountain in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you now. Okay. Okay. So, but I, what I couldn't find is what happened to his friend. I don't know what happened to the, the associate that was with him. All I know is that this guy named, I believe it's Fred Meyer, walked out of his house the next morning to find Tony laying face down, all mushed up in mm. his driveway. He was found wearing a bulletproof vest, Gucci loafers. He had a big duffel bag of Coke and the Coke was, and he had cash on him. The Coke itself, this was in, I think, 1983. It was worth, at the time, $14 million. 
That was the street value of the cocaine that he had on himself. So they didn't, they didn't know at the time, the cops didn't know that they had dropped drugs off in the mountains in Georgia. They just knew that they had this dead guy that they knew was, was a former cop turned drug smuggler in this man's driveway with all this stuff strapped to him. Then they get a call from the GBI and the GBI says, Hey, we found a, uh, oh, oh, I forgot this one important part. One of the things they found on him was a, uh, a, a plane key, like the, the key from the airplane. So that's how they tied him to the Cessna that crashed into the mountains. Okay. So once they found the Cessna, they started to put things together. Then the GBI called them and they're like, Hey, we found this bear in Blairsville. And, uh, he, uh, I think it was in Blairsville. So it was, they found him in the Chattahoochee forest. Anyway, so they found this bear in the Chattahoochee forest. He had OD'd on cocaine. He found 40 bags of pure Colombian cocaine and he ate every bit of it. They said that the amount of of coke that they found inside of this animal was enough to kill anything. He had he had renal failure, he had uh, a stroke, he had brain hemorrhage. <laughs> this bear was just like totally coked out of his mind and died. So they, the, the guy that performed the necropsy or the autopsy on the bear for the GBI was like, that's a pretty cool bear. I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to burn him like they usually do. We're going to taxidermy him. So he, he gave the bear to his friend and was like, Hey, could you taxidermy this bear for me? And the friend was like, sure. Why not? So then they had him stuffed and, and the guy had him just like in his medical practice or whatever for a while. And then he sold the bear off to like a private collector. And then they uh, found the bear in a pawn shop, but they knew that the bear was associated because, I mean, this was all, this was huge news. They, they named this guy that this bear, the cocaine bear. Well, Anthony Thornton, because of his ties to the upper echelon in Kentucky, he also had associates that were in Las Vegas and through his associates in Las Vegas, because Vegas is such a hub, he had some associates that were really famous too, because he was into drugs. He was into all this stuff. So at one point, somebody realized that this bear was who it was and was sitting in a pawn shop. So Waylon Jennings got a call um, because Waylon Jennings was friends quote unquote friends. He, he was associates supposedly with Tony Thornton and they thought he might want it. So he thought it was hilarious to have this cocaine bear. So he had the bear for a while. Then he lost the bear. Uh, I think he gave it to his friend in Vegas. So his friend in Vegas had it for a while and he died. And when he died, his estate put it in a, uh, a storage container, like a storage room um, and it got auctioned off. So this Chinese immigrant had the bear. He bought it for $200. He was he had it sitting in his like workspace because his wife thought it was creepy and refused to let him. He wanted to put it in his living room and his wife was like, no, <laughs> you're not going to put this weird bear in my living room. Oh, so they, God. so they had a, so then this museum called Kentucky for Kentucky heard about this bear being out there somewhere. They knew that this cocaine bear had ties to the state of Kentucky. It was such, such a cool, crazy story. They were like, we have to have this bear in our museum. So they started digging around trying to find this bear and they found it with the widow of the Chinese immigrant Im- immigrant who didn't know what to do with it, had no idea what the story behind this bear was. And they started talking to her and she was like, I mean, you can have it. If, you, if you'll pay to ship it to you, you can have it. So this museum 
got the cocaine bear. They renamed him Pablo Escobar. (laughs) They have him sitting in their museum. So now Elizabeth Banks is directing a movie about the cocaine bear. I don't know what the, the angle will be on it, but it's such a crazy story. There are books about this story. There are like true crime episodes dedicated to this, but I got most of my information from people.com, Wikipedia, the Washington Post, and Kentucky for Kentucky has their own website called ky4ky.com. And they have a big blog post written about the origins of Pablo Escobar, along with pictures of him with a little hat on and like chains around his neck, like he's a hip hop bear. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that crazy? Because I know I didn't do it justice, but I just, I didn't have time to, I wanted to do it now because I didn't know the timing of the movie and I wanted to get it out before it became like this big thing, but it was just pretty crazy. Erica, that is news to me. I've never heard this story before (laughs) in my life. Like I have, like the questions in my head now, I did ask you about them abandoning the, the plane. But when the guy came out and saw him there, my first thought would have been, let me take some of this money off of this man. Like, Right. And like I he, didn't mention he also had gold coins. So he had these like sell. Oh. I think they're from South Africa. So he had gold. all this. Yeah. Solid gold coins, all this cash, you know, $14 million worth of, of Coke. <laughs> Dang, they can have the coke, but I'm taking I'm taking at least half the money and all the gold coins. Right. So, sir, you're saying you only had two hundred dollars on? I swear that's all. That, right. That's all he had. That's okay. Can I we guess search? that's all. Absolutely, search it. Go for it. Go for it. You ain't gonna find it in the house. <laughs> You'll find a lot of new TVs, but you won't find that money. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. oh. And him, he himself, Tony Thornton was. I wanted to know more about him because to to come from a, a family that's so incredibly wealthy and well connected, and then he had he was obviously a very smart person to put himself through law school after right. you know becoming a cop and becoming a narcotics officer and all of the things that he accomplished. I wonder. I want to know what his motivation was to go to the other side. Why it I wasn't was- for the money. No, I, th- I think once he got in, once he was a nar- narcotics officer, I think that probably gave him the idea. Probably because like, he knew all yeah, the ins the and outs. And outs. He was like, I can get this done without getting caught. Mm-hmm. I know what I need to do until he actually got caught. Yeah. Dang. Oh, this story is amazing. And he was found also, I, I didn't mention this. He was found with a lot of survivalist gear with him. So it seemed like his plan might've been to just kind of hide out in the woods until, and he had, I think, two fake IDs on him. So he was definitely going to ditch the plane and take his money and go maybe live somewhere where there was an extradition or, you know, he was not planning on staying around and going back to his old life is what it seemed like. Yeah. But if he, yeah, that's just, mm, you know, you know, it's your time to go when you jump out of a plane and you got hit, you get hit by the wing and it's like, right. God darn it. <laughs> it was a good you, run. You've done enough. Just just go. Right. And if, if this is the case, you said you wanted to find something about the other guy. That other guy probably stuck with the plan and disappeared. Probably. Supposed to. Yeah. But they had a list of all of on, on his Wikipedia page. If you go to Wikipedia and you search for Anthony Thornton, you'll find a list at the very bottom of all of his associates, known associates. And it's a long list. But I, I bet that that between 
all of those people, there's just a lot of crazy, insane stories that you get Yes, from that world. Are those people still alive and in public that we could possibly find? Possibly. It's quite possible. He died when he was 40. So he was 40 in 85. Okay. I think. So it's possible. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he was running with some younger cats too. So. Oh, I'm sure. Especially the female persuasion. (laughs) So we could, I wonder if we could find some people and interview a couple of them for this podcast. I have. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Of this, maybe his. No, I don't think. I wonder if his family members, if anyone would talk. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. It's homework. We're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, that would be great homework. But yeah, when I heard Waylon Jennings had the bear for a minute, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better. Because there's the, there's the story of the bear, and then there's the story of what brought the bear to OD in the middle of the woods in and then the Georgia. Story- and then, then it became the traveling bear. Yeah, he went all over the place. I mean, he was he was all over the. They said he was a, a sideshow for a while, like a a traveling sideshow. <laughs> this had to be the eighties and nineties. That a, it's like, hey, you want to see a bear that OD on some cocaine? Right, you want to see cocaine bear? Co- sure, why not? <laughs> Pablo Escobar. Wait. A you know, I, I I feel like I'm starting to to pigeonhole myself <laughs> in with this whole Pablo Escobar thing. But, um, Erica, but yeah, is this this, that, that you want to tell us? Are you dealing in drugs? I think I'm secretly intrigued by <laughs> Pablo Escobar and his drug cartel. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, please, I was about to say this. No, no, I'm not. But it's just such a crazy. It was too crazy of a story not to tell. So it is. It, it abs- That's a crazy story. Yeah. Wow. And this movie is it? Are they filming it now, or is it in the works? What I think it's in the works. They've named the director. They've named the producers. So it's definitely off, getting off the ground. I don't. Wow. I haven't heard yet who's starring in it, or you know what the storyline is going to be. I don't know if it's a comedy or. I would imagine it is if Elizabeth Banks is directing it because she usually sticks to comedies. But wow. Well, I definitely want to see pictures of the cocaine bear. Oh, yeah. With all the, the chains and the hat. Yeah, he looks like two like, chains. Two, two chains. He looks like two chains and Flava Flav had a bear baby. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Erica, you keep dropping knowledge on me. Like well, is you this- drop knowledge on me, too. Yeah. I didn't. Dang. That's why wow. we do it. Wow. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to share, subscribe rate and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Do you have a suggestion for a future episode? Let us know. Send an email to that's news, the number two, me, the number two at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at that's news to me. You can also follow us on Instagram at twisted dreams comedy. Another episode down. Another episode down. Found it in the peach. News to me. Every word do teach because it's news Can't say this not catchy. It is catchy.